Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. introduce a friend and also someone who's just family here at Rethink Life. Her name is Dr. Linda Travolute. And Dr. Linda Travolute has been serving in full-time, actually she served in full-time ministry for 30 years until God gave her a tremendous opportunity to work with John Maxwell. Many of you are familiar, I'm sure, with John Maxwell. He's not only a best-selling author, but also uh, has made a global impact working with organizations in the area of uh, leadership training and development. And uh, Dr. Linda happens to serve on their executive coaching team, and she works with corporate clients and uh, works with uh, small businesses all over, and uh, she is a dynamic communicator, and uh, she's going to bring a lot of wisdom and insight from God's Word to us today. I know I've already heard a little bit about the message, so I know I'm going to be in for a special treat today, but would you do me a favor, and would you give Dr. Linda Travelloop a warm welcome this morning as she comes... Come on, Dr. Linda. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. I'll tell you what, let's give Pastor Rodney and Pastor Michelle a warm round because don't we appreciate our fantastic, amazing, incredible pastors who, I tell you something, back behind closed doors, when you all are not in sight, he says, incredible things about you like I love them I want the best for them I want to see their needs met they care so much for you so one more time let's thank our amazing pastors for what they do for us at Rethink we are so grateful for you Pastor Rodney and Pastor Michelle there she is right there turn around look at her just just yeah there she is awesome well let's get let's dive in I uh I will set my timer Pastor Rodney so that I don't go over and uh we're gonna have some fun this morning you ready to have fun yes can we have fun in church yes well let me tell you a little story here because back in the day when i was a kid i lived in new york holler at me if you're from new york any fellow new yorkers i know patty is patty's serving back in the cafe today and uh if you greet her later just just know she is a fellow new yorker and a dynamic individual So we lived, we actually lived on Long Island, but we visited the city a lot. But we lived in uh, an area where um, I could see, you know, this, this family's home across the street from us. And from my bedroom window, I could eyeball the neighborhood bully. His name was Kenny. Kenny was a punk. Can you say it with me? Kenny was a punk, a punk, a punk and a half, a punk times 10, all right? Kenny was a certified bully. He liked to ruffle everyone's feathers. He liked to get in the mix. He liked to uh, call people names. He liked to make trouble, stir it up. How many of you had some Kennys in your life? Yes. How many of you still have some Kennys in your life, whether it be at work or down the block, right? So one particular day, Kenny messed with the wrong kid. Me. 
Now, Kenny was older than me. Kenny was bigger than me. Kenny was not mightier than me. Why? Because I knew how to fight. I said I knew how to fight. And that makes all the difference. Now, he didn't know that I knew how to fight. But I threw that sucker down. And he was three years older than I was. How many of you want to know how to fight? Come on, when you've got things coming at you and you are challenged, obviously we're not talking about a physical opponent, we're talking about stuff in life that tries to take us down. How many of you want to know how to fight? Because I can leave right now. Come on, if you want some fight in you this morning, I'm going to teach you how to fight, okay? And listen, I didn't always get this right, okay? I didn't always come out swinging, but I'm going to teach you today some things that I have learned that made me what I call a spiritual ninja. How many of you want to be a spiritual ninja? Yes? All right? So I'm going to teach you how to fight today, and we are going to discover our edge, Discover our edge. In fact, look at somebody next to you and say, you're going to discover your edge today. That's right. Now picture this. If you are in a fight, the fight of your life, fists are flying, adrenaline's pumping, and you are just watching somebody beat you up, and you get out of the corner of your eye, a sword, I know it's highly unlikely, but just go there with me, okay? Would you grab it? Come on now, would you grab it? Of course you would, right? Of course you would. Now, what if that sword was sharp? Even better. Now, what if that sword was double sharp? Say it with me, even better, yes? Yes? Now, here's the thing. We sometimes got, get caught up in the fight of life fighting things, and we forget that we have a weapon at our disposal, and we forget to grab it, and it is right there for the taking. It is right there, and I'm going to show you today how we can take the sword that God has given us and use it to our advantage. Say, I'm going to learn how to fight. Yes, yes. So the Bible tells us that we have a weapon that is sharper than a two-edged sword. You've heard that scripture? Let me see your hands if you've, you've heard that scripture, okay? So I want to take you deeper into what that means this morning so that you can discover your edge. Good? Yes? So we have a weapon that is sharper than a two-edged sword. And we'll have some scriptures up there behind me in, in just a minute. But you may wonder, well, why do I need a weapon? Well, again, we fight things, don't we? we? We let me just let's just take a poll here. How many of you have ever fight feelings of doubt? Mm-hmm. How many of you have ever had to fight fear? Yes, I'm with you. How many of you have ever had to fight sickness? Yes. How many of you are fighting sickness now? It's okay, because we're gonna pray for you. Yes, yes. How many of you have ever had to fight feelings of discouragement? Yes, right? Me too, me too. And I will tell you, I didn't always have the edge. Hear me? And would you say that's true for you too? Sometimes you didn't feel like you had the edge, right? And so, I want you to check out Hebrews 4.12. 
in the Living Translation, it says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. Alive and powerful. And it is sharper than what? Sharper than a two-edged sword. Isn't that cool? So, so this verse is a reminder to us that we can get a whole lot more out of life if we use the power of God's word. This is the sword, guys. Right here. The Bible. This is our sword. And we can duke it out with the enemy, the things that he tries to bring our way. This is what will give us the edge. So today we're going to do that. We're going to discover the edge because sometimes we forget to use the edge that we have. We sometimes forget, right? You, you ever get forgetful? You have something at your disposal and you forget you have it. So we're going to be reminded of that today, all right? So Ephesians six seventeen. I want to break this down for you because this is the ultimate weapon that we have. Ephesians 6.17 in the New Living Translation talks about the spiritual weapons that we have. And there, there are other spiritual weapons. There's the, the shield of faith. There's the breastplate, breastplate of righteousness. There's the helmet of salvation. Today we're going to focus on the sword, okay? This one particular piece of armory, thank you, that we have, okay? Thank you, thank you. I'll invite you up here in a minute. All right, so Ephesians 6.17 says, take the what? The sword of the Spirit also known as the Bible, take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now track me here. Let's rewind a little bit. We're going to go back to Hebrews 4.12. It says, for the Word of God is alive and powerful, and it is sharper than a double-edged sword. Okay? So let's break down this phrase, two-edged. Two-edged. Two-edged comes from this fancy word in the Greek that means two-mouthed. Two-mouthed. So, I know that sounds weird, but the Bible is a two-edged sword or two-mouthed sword. So why does the Bible say that it's two-mouthed? I know that sounds crazy. Let me explain. Ephesians 6.17 says that the sword of the spirit is what the word of God. And what's a word? It is something that is spoken. Yes? You tracking me? So here's the deal. First, that powerful word came out of God's mouth, and it was written down in the Bible. And this is the word that we have, okay? This is the first edge on the sword, okay? But we're not done yet. The second edge on that bad boy is when the word of God starts flowing out of your mouth. That is what gives you the double edge. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting? The Bible says it is a two-edged sword. So the, the word that first originated out of the mouth of God, it was written in the word. And then when you read it and you speak it, you are putting the second edge on the sword. That's powerful. Come on, I'm getting excited. Are you? Do you realize the, the, the incredible, powerful weapon that we have been given with the word of God? So, so. This is why this is so important, because a lot of times, 
again, we forget to use it. And, and, you know, maybe you're like me. Sometimes you get so used to grabbing something to protect yourself. You get so used to just ducking, right? You've got arrows flying at you. You've got, you've got uh, bullets flying at you. You've got challenges coming at you. You've got, you know, pain and suffering coming at you. And you get really good at ducking, right? How many of you can duck good? We have any duckers in the house? Yes? You get really good at deflecting those arrows at the enemy, right? Right? And we forget. Yes, we have the sword of faith, or excuse me, the shield of faith, but we forget that we can get the extra edge if we will grab our sword, which is the word of God. Listen, you can play offense all you want. You can duck. You can let those things fly at you, and you can duck. You can even run. Yes? And that's what we do sometimes. You can play offense. That's cool. That's why God gave us the, sword, the, the shield of, the, of faith. You can play offense, but, or you can play defense. I got those mixed up tonight. That's why you're looking so weird. You can play defense all you want, but if you want to play offense and score some points, what do you have to do? You've got to grab your sword. Get into fighting mode. Start, start doing some damage to the enemy, right? And so that is why this is so incredibly powerful if we will take into account this weapon that we have. And, and so here's one of the reasons why we don't always consider using this weapon, okay? You can't fight with a weapon you have no faith in. You can't fight with a weapon you have no faith in. And... You know, I, I know some folks, I've, I've heard people say this, you know, things like, well, it's kind of hard to trust the promises of God. It's, it's kind of hard to uh, believe that Jesus is there for me and that he's going to meet all my needs. Have you been there? I have, yes. It's kind of hard to believe that God is going to work things out so that we think is able to buy this piece of property on Narcusi Road. You, you tracking me? Think about right now in your life, where are you struggling in your faith life? they're righteous because of what Christ has done for them, okay? This is how you can begin to believe. When my daughter was a little munchkin, I wanted to explain to her how much I loved her. Especially when I went away and went on business trips, I wanted to make sure she was wrapped really secure in my love. And even just growing up, I mean, isn't it isn't that what every parent wants? They want their child to just know that they know that they know they're loved, right? So when I would tuck her into bed at night, I would say, Tiffany, do you know mommy loves you? And she'd say, yes, mom. I'd say, Tiffany, how much? 
how much does mommy love you? And she'd go, to the moon and back. Because that was my thing. I would say, Tiffany, I love you to the moon and back. I love you to the moon and back. And I would say, tell her, yeah, tell her that every night. Tuck her in and I'd say, Tiffany, I love you to the moon and back. And later on, we begin to say, I love you to the moon and back and back and back and back. It was the coolest thing because my little girl would go drifting off to sleep with that nugget inside of her mind. And she felt secure going to sleep, just, just knowing, Mama, Mama loves me. Mama loves me. And so one day I, I asked her, I said, Tiff, do you know how much I love you? She said, yes, Mom. Now, now she has no comprehension as to how far the moon is from the earth, right? But because she took that word and she thought about it and she turned it over in her mind like a happy little hamster she just continued to mull over it and as she grew up she began to believe it one day i asked her i said tiffany how do you know that i love you that much and she said mom it's because when you say it i say it i say what you say I repeat it back to you. And it was true. I'd say, Tiff, how, do, how much do I love you? She'd say, to the moon and back and back and back and back. So I realized there's a connection here. And then when I read this in the Bible, all the pieces came together. Proverbs, or excuse me, is that Proverbs 22 Verse 17, look on the screen here. Listen, consent and submit to the words of the wise and apply your mind to my knowledge for it will be pleasant if you keep them in your mind, believing in them, your lips will be accustomed to confessing them so that your trust and your belief, reliance, support and confidence may be in the Lord. So could I paraphrase this for you in Linda language? Will you go there with me? Okay, listen closely. Here's how I would say it. Listen up, my peeps. You ready? Get ready to consent and submit to the words of the wise. Apply that brilliant mind of yours to soak up its juicy knowledge that I'm about to drop on you. Now here's the key. If you keep these wise words in your mouth, you'll actually start believing them. And when your lips start dancing to the beat of confession before you know it, your trust and faith in the Lord will skyrocket. Come on. This is the key to having more faith in the, the, the Bible and what the Bible says for us. You crack it open, you read it like your favorite novel, and you go ahead and you speak it out loud, and something incredible happens. The Bible itself spills the beans here. It says faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. You see the connection? You can't hear scripture unless you speak scripture and when you speak scripture you hear scripture and it increases your faith so if you're wondering how can i believe how can i muster up more faith read it 
speak it, believe it. Can you say that with me? Read it, speak it, believe it. Let's say it one more time. Read it, speak it, believe it. That's the formula. If you want to muster up more faith and belief that God's got your back, if you want to muster up more faith in the promises of God, you read it, you speak it, you believe it. You'll have a faith-building, faith, uh, faith belief-boosting party up, in, up inside your head. You want that? Yes, yes, yes. So, so look, if, if, if you... Let me, let me just... Show, can I just show you how this works? Can I just give you some practical examples? All right? Let me paint a picture here. I was, I was speaking at a women's conference, and I was the keynote speaker, and I had to do a 45-minute... I don't say had to. I got to do a 45-minute presentation. The problem, though, is that I was sicker than a dog. And it is the worst thing when you're scheduled to speak somewhere, they bring you in, and you feel like crap, right? You been there, guys? I know, right? So I was, I, I was getting ready that morning to speak. I woke up. I looked in the mirror, and I was so rough, guys. I mean, I looked horrible and I felt horrible my nose was all stuffed up my nose was you know just draining like a faucet I was weaker than a kitten I mean cue the whining and complaining right it was it was bad it was bad and I'm looking in the mirror at like and I'm, I'm thinking god god I can't do this I, I, how am I gonna how am I gonna get up there and speak for 45 minutes and no lie just out of the blue this scripture popped into my head Philippians 4 13 and out of my mouth with gusto, I said, I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. And as I spoke it and it came out of my mouth, something happened in me. And I felt the, the, the presence of God, the power of God, the strength of God. And guess what? I went out there like I was just fine. And I spoke for 45 minutes and people's lives were changed. It was a beautiful thing. But do you see the power in the word of God when you begin to believe what it says? It's powerful. But we forget sometimes that we've got it at our disposal, and we forget sometimes to use it. You might wonder, well, how, how do you get to a place where you can recall scripture like that? How, how does that just pop into your head? Well, you have to get it in front of your face. Some people say, well, it's really hard for me to memorize scripture so that I just always have a scripture for every situation. Well, let me help you with that, okay? It's not that hard. You just have to get it in front of you every day. So when I was a kid, I used to eat Pop-Tarts for breakfast every morning. How many of you? Okay, until I realized how not so healthy they are, okay? But as a kid, my mom would buy Pop-Tarts, and I would set that Pop-Tart box on the table in front of me every morning, and as I'm eating my Pop-Tarts, I know some people read the newspaper, I was all about that Pop-Tart box. I read that ingredient list from top to bottom every single morning. It was in front of my face. I can still tell you today, fortified with nine vitamins and minerals. I can tell you what's on the box, all right? Why? Because it was in front of my face every morning. Now, here's another one. I know this, this will age me a little bit, but I can tell you what is on a McDonald's Big Mac. Two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Amen. All right? Now, I won't eat them, but I can tell you what's on them. 
okay? And why is that? Because when I was a kid, every time I turned on the TV, McDonald's had this commercial. You guys remember it? I see you. Yes. And they would have this little jingle to all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, on sesame seeds, and it would get inside my head. I'd hear it every single time I turned on the TV. And it was in front of my face. It was in my ear. And it was something that I was beginning to process. Who cares what's on a McDonald's Big Mac? They do. Let me test you. I, I think you can do this too. Like a good neighbor. See, you can do it too. It is not that hard to memorize scripture. The key is you just get it in front of your face every day. That's, that's all. You just get it in front of your face every day. It, you know, maybe grab your, if you don't have a physical copy of a Bible, that's okay. Grab your phone. Download the Bible app. Even if you just get the verse a day, okay? Listen, you don't have to make a big deal out of this. You don't have to read three chapters a day. You don't even have to read one chapter a day. One verse is enough to renew your mind. Just one. Say that with me. Just one. The key, though, is to get it in front of your face, and then at the appropriate time when you are in need of a sword or you are in need of a word, you are in need of understanding something, the Bible will come alive, and it will pop into your mind, and it will be a powerful thing that occurs in you and through you because the Bible is sharper than what? A two-edged sword, a two-edged sword. And, you know, you might be wondering, how do you get into the habit of getting in the Word every day, right? Because don't we struggle with that? Time is a precious commodity, and it's hard sometimes to develop a new habit if you're not into that, right? And I've had a motto that I have, have used ever since I was in middle school. It goes like this, no Bible, no breakfast, no Bible, no bed. Now, what that means for me, now, this is a decision I made when I was in middle school. Now, I'll tell you, I am 55 years old right now, and I have read the Bible every single day and have not missed. I don't tell you that to impress you. I tell you that to show you how important the Bible is to me, okay? So when I created this motto, no Bible, no breakfast, no Bible, no bed. What that meant for me is if there was a day where I was going to read my Bible in the morning, which is typically what I do, I don't eat breakfast until I read it. No Bible, no breakfast. That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty motivating, right? When you're hungry, no Bible, no breakfast. Or some people like to read it at night, and there were times I'd do that. So if I hadn't read it for that day yet, no Bible, no bed. You get what I'm saying? No Bible, no breakfast, but no Bible, no bed. And what that does is it will nourish you. It will encourage you. It will challenge you. Hey, it will correct you. And we need that, right? I need that course correction every day. That is why it's such a great weapon in our lives. It chisels us to make us look more like Christ. Because I screw up every single day. And I need to know what I'm supposed to look like. Yes? It will, it will encourage you when you need encouragement. It will strengthen you when you need strength. There have been days I have been so discouraged, and I would just get in my Bible, and just reading the verse of the day would be exactly what I need. 
That is why it is so powerful, so powerful. Reading the Bible every morning is my favorite thing. It's, it's like, you know, Isabel, where's Isabel? Is she here? She gets these IV drips, right? Right? These, uh, what is it, the vitamin, the vitamin bar, right? Okay? It's, it's, it, reading the Bible is like that burst of nutrients just being absorbed into your system. Spiritual vitamins. And if you're going to be a spiritual ninja, you need those spiritual vitamins. Yes? Yes? All right. So you got to read the word. Get it stuck in your head so that when you need it in a pinch, it is there. And the Holy Spirit will just bring it up out of your, your mind. Let me share a few scriptures about how powerful the word is. Jeremiah 1.12 in the Amplified Bible says, God is keeping an eye on his word to make it happen. Mm, that's good. Isaiah 55.10 and 11 tells us that God's word never goes empty-handed, never returns void. And it achieves what he desires and fulfills its purpose. That's encouraging, guys. That's something you can stand on. 1 John 5, 14, 15 reminds us that when we ask for anything in line with God's will, he hears us. So my friends, you might wonder, well, how do I know if I'm praying God's will? <laughs> how do you know? If you're praying the Bible, if you're praying the scripture, if you're wrapping your prayers in scripture, you can be assured you're praying God's will. You see, the Bible is, is the Almighty's cheat code to prayer. This is how we know what we can ask for. And there have been times I have been praying for things and, and just, just desperate and asking God for things. And, and I remember this one instance where I just stopped dead in my tracks and I thought, oh, is it okay that I'm praying for this? And I stood there for a minute and I thought, well, yeah, shoot, it's in the Bible. Of course, I can stand on it. Why? Because it's God's word. And what is word? It's a promise. When somebody gives you their word, they're giving you a promise, right? What is this full of? God's word, God's promises. And I'm telling you, if you see it in here, feel free to pray it. Because that is God's will for you. Say amen? Come on. This is life-changing. Take it in. Take it in. Some people might say, well, okay, you're saying read it, speak it, believe it, but can I pray silently? Well, yes, you can pray silently. Listen, I have a nonstop ongoing conversation with God all day long in my head. How many, right? Right? Of course you can. But we can't leave out these scriptures where God says, hey, if you need something, tell it where to go. He specifically talks about mountains. He says, tell the mountain where to go. Now, you might think that's figurative, but if you get into the study of quantum physics and even epigenetics, and that's, that's for a whole other conversation, but if you just want to Google those two, those two types of sciences right there can explain how prayer works. And I'm not even going to go there. Just, just for now, believe that God's word is powerful. In fact, I don't have my phone on me, but Pastor Michelle, if, if you follow her on Instagram, she posted a scripture this morning, and I don't remember the exact scripture, but it talked about how the word, what was it? 
It's in Proverbs. Shout it out to me if you, if you find it. And it talks about how the word will bring you health. Proverbs 4.21, write it down, look it up when you get home. But I'm telling you, this is, not, this is not kooky stuff. This is real, and it is proven by science that what we read and what we speak can actually change our DNA. God is so stinking smart. He is, and that's a topic for another time. But you might wonder, too, why is there so much power in praying out loud? Let me just drop this on you, and then I'm going to close real quick. It's because when you pray in your head, think about this. When you pray in your head, only you and God hear your prayer, right? Right? When you pray out loud, you and God and the devil hear your prayer. What? Listen, the devil isn't all-knowing. He cannot read or listen to the thoughts in your head. He can, put, he can try to plant thoughts in your head, but he doesn't know what you're thinking. When you pray out loud, here's my take on this. When you pray out loud, you are letting the enemy know where you stand. And when you do that, he backs off. Why? Because he knows you have got a weapon that is a two-edged sword and it's powerful. He knows what you believe in, and he knows you are taking authority over that situation with the power of God's word, and that, my friend, is when the devil backs away. So yeah, you can pray in your head, but hey, you can also pray out loud. How many of you want to pray out loud and let the devil know where you stand? Yes? Yes. Yes. You know, I was... Um, I was having a tough time with a colleague one time, and I'll just, I'll just tell you, this, this guy was a thorn in my patootie. I had a rough time with this guy, and I tell you, it was really hard for me to love him. I didn't even like him. So I knew that needed to change in me, and so I got out my Bible, and I looked up the famous love passage, 1 Corinthians 13, and I started reading it. And it goes, love endures with patience. Love is kind and thoughtful. And it's not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. Love is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked or sensitive or easily angered. Ooh, and I'm like, God, I need help with this. I need help with this guy. I can't do this with, for him. And, and you know what I did? Every day for 30 days, I got up and I wrapped my prayer in this scripture. And I inserted my name in the scripture. And this is how I prayed. Linda endures with patience. Linda is kind and thoughtful and not jealous or envious. Linda does not brag and is not proud. 
Linda is not rude. Linda is not self-seeking. Linda is not provoked or sensitive or easily angered. Linda does not take into account the wrong endured. Do you catch what I'm saying? I prayed that every single day for 30 days, and there was a transformation that happened in my life and a transformation that happened in that relationship. Now, am I saying that that guy straightened up and started acting right? No. But God began to do something in me. And I began to love him the way his word tells me to love him. And that, my friends, is how you get an edge in life. And you start looking more and more like Christ. So just take the Bible and, and wrap your prayers in scripture. In fact, you know, this week... Not even this week, but, but quite often, I pray this prayer over you. This week, I have prayed Philippians 1.6. I am certain that God, who began the good work within Rethink Life, will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Jesus Christ returns. I pray that over you this week. And I know and I believe that God is doing a work in you. Do you feel it? Do you know it? He's doing something. He's doing something in this church. And it's time to stand up and take that sword and discover what it can do for you. Don't forget that you have access to it. Utilize it. Get the edge in your life. Let me tell you, I, look, I look out in this auditorium and I see people that I have wrapped prayers in scripture for. Steve Miller, when I went to your hospital room and you were about to be airlifted for the, the first of three times because your life was on the line and I reached over to you as I was standing there with, with your wife and we didn't know if you were gonna make it because you had a brain aneurysm. And I reached over to you and I whispered in your ear, Steve Miller, you will live and not die. I can't even recall what scripture that is right now, but when I was praying over him, that's what popped into my head. Why? Because for years, I have been reading God's word every day, and it just starts getting in there. And I don't even know where the references are sometimes, and that doesn't matter. It just comes out when you need it. That's the beauty of the Holy Spirit pulling that out of you, right? Denise Fosgreen, if you're back there, I have prayed for your mom when she was in the hospital, wrapped scriptures around her. Janet? I got you, girl. I got you. Your husband? I got you, buddy. I'm wrapping prayer in, wrapping my prayers in scripture for you. Harry Swart, he's not here today, but he too, when he comes to my mind, Harry Swart's got, Harry Swart, they say it has cancer. I say Harry Swart will live and not die. What is your scenario today? If you don't feel like you have the scripture to call up and remember, Google it, grab your phone, go to chat GPT and say, what is the scripture I need to tackle this lack in my life, right? Use the technology. You know, we used to be big with concordances. Well, you don't even need a concordance now. Just Google it. Just go to chat GPT. How do I pray when I have a fight with my spouse? A and you'll get some scriptures. How many of you today have discovered your edge? 
read it, speak it, believe it. Read it, speak it, believe it. Those are fighting words. Read it, speak it, believe it. I'm grabbing my sword every day. I'm not messing around. Because I know how to fight. And now you do too. Yes? You know how to fight? I'd invite you to stand to your feet. If you know how to fight now, come on, stand to your feet. And know that you have a sword that is at your disposal and you can grab it anytime you need it. So with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, you might even be thinking, you know what, I just, I just first of all need to get my life right with God. I need to, to just acknowledge Jesus Christ as my Savior because you recognize what he has done for you. And if that's you right now, listen, I want to read a scripture. Romans 10.9 says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so right now, would you just do this with me? Every person in the room, I don't care if you've already prayed to ask Jesus into your life or you've already confessed. Let's just do this today together collectively. Will you repeat this after me? Jesus, come on, say it loud so he hears you. Jesus, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins so that I could have eternal life with you. And thank you for the powerful weapon that I will use on a daily basis to look more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, discover your edge. Come on, everybody. Let's continue to give Dr. Linda a round of applause for blessing our lives and challenging us today and really speaking truth into our hearts and lives. And um, man, there is just nothing more powerful and yet more practical that we can actually apply in our everyday life than what she shared with us today. And so I do pray that today that you will read it, you'll speak it, you'll believe it and live it out and uh, let God do something literally transformational as he transforms your mind, as he renews your mind and transforms your life. Only God can do that through the power of his word. Amen. Well, hey, today, uh, man, I just want to say thank you so much for coming and being a part. And let me just share with you a couple of quick things um, before we are dismissed today. Uh, first and foremost, once again, if you are a guest with us, we'd love to give you a free gift on your way out. You can stop by the Connect Tent. And then also next Sunday, the first Sunday of every month, uh, we do something here at Rethink Life that we call a welcome party. And our welcome party is an opportunity just to truly welcome people into the life of our church, into the community, if you're new to the Lake Nona area. And we would love to have that opportunity to connect with you, learn a little bit more about our heartbeat, our vision, where we sense the Lord leading us as a church. And um, so today, on your way out, stop by the Connect Tent. Also, we're starting a brand new series next week. I'm really, really excited about it called You Asked For It. And so we would encourage you to be thinking about 
questions that maybe you've been, maybe in your mind, if you're anything like me, sometimes you say to yourself, man, I just, I wish I had an answer about such and such, but you don't necessarily know who to ask. Well, I would encourage you to be thinking about some questions that you might have, whether it's maybe pertaining to the Bible, whether it's cultural, social issues, relationships, whatever it might be, we're going to look at God's Word, and we're basically going to answer the questions that you're asking. And we may not be able to cover all of them, but so far, we've gotten a great response. And so, you can jot it down, you can go out to the Connect Tent, and uh, I just would encourage you to be able to uh, give uh, whatever questions that you have that's on your mind and on your heart, and let us do our best to help let the Word of God speak into those questions. And then another thing, uh, on June the 11th at 5 p.m. at Sherry Down Park there in the, uh, uh, what's called the Cape Canaveral or the, um, the Cocoa Beach area, there's a private beach that we've been going to for years to be a part of what we call beach baptism. We only do it two times a year. We do it at the beginning of the summer and we do it towards the end of the summer. And this is an amazing, amazing opportunity. In fact, I'm going to ask the team just to show a quick video. Watch this quick video. celebrate what God has done in the hearts of people. And so let me encourage you to sign up for our beach baptism. And uh, you can get more information at the Connect Tent. And you can also just text the words uh, RTL baptism to the number 97,000. And it'll be an opportunity for you to uh, take advantage of your next step. And so make plans to be a part of that. And one last thing, and that's tonight at 7 p.m., you can go to our website and uh, click on the button that talks about our life group leader training. So if you want more information about ways that you can be a part of a small group and specifically host or lead a small group, a short one, six weeks, that culminates with our National Serve Day, I want to encourage you to join us tonight, 7 p.m., for a brief training. It's, it's live online, and we'll walk you through the how-tos and answer questions you have to set you up for success as we do life together over the summer. And that could be a myriad of different things, you know, whether it's just a book club, whether it's, you know, sp getting together with some people, doing an activity together, but bringing Jesus right in the middle of whatever that is. And so doing life together, encouraging one another, really reinforces what Dr. Linda shared with us today. Well, I'm thankful for the body of Christ and the gifts within the body of Christ that God gives to the church. And one of those gifts was someone like Dr. Linda that God has given to me and to us here at Rethink Life to use her gifts and her abilities to bless you. Weren't you blessed today? Well, hey, we love you guys. Y'all have an amazing weekend. We'll see you next Sunday.
Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.